Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing fine, thank good, you. Good, Doing good. well. <laughs> well, we have to flip a coin today. What should we consider the most important thing to talk about? Yeah, yes. Well, is it a war against COVID? Or is it a war against the Russians? You know, we, we are going to have to pick. But in a way, you know, it's all the same war. It's big government against sanity, <laughs> you yeah. know. And uh, if they get bored with domestic affairs, then they go to international affairs. If they get bored with that, they might even flip back and go back to international affairs. You know, you'd think we, we would have had enough of COVID, uh, and as especially since the kids aren't wearing masks. I don't yeah. know if any of maybe in California, they <laughs> might have to still wear masks. Who knows? But, but uh, most people say it's over, it's over, yeah. you know, that way. <laughs> so um, the uh, audiences for some of these TV stations that lived off that for a while, uh, they, they went from an audience of 3% up to 35 yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and I remember very clearly when things were dramatically shifted, all of a sudden they said, well, uh, you, you know, COVID is, COVID is gone, and uh, now uh, the, the new COVID, we have to have a target. Yeah. How can you have a war if you don't have an enemy? Saddam Hussein one time was uh, 10 times worse than Hitler ever yeah. was. So where they switch it, they switch to Putin. Putin's yeah. the monster, and uh, and he's not uh, he's not even allowed to have, have present his side of the story. No. That's what that's what bothers me because I don't find sainthood uh, easily on either sides that uh, are in charge of a lot of weapons, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and do a lot of threatening, and people end up getting killed. So now they went from COVID to Putin. Can you believe it? Yeah, you can believe me because you ask me if I remember this. <laughs> no, so now they're switching. It's it's back to COVID again. Yeah, uh, so, uh, but is that a sign that the war's over? You, you know, or maybe not going as they expected. <laughs> yeah, they they're going to have have to do something anyway. They can live with both, and you know, if the two disappeared, believe me, they would still have another enemy. You know, yeah. and uh, and and the victims, the victims are always the same. You never have to worry about that. It's the average person in this country, the middle class America, the people who are trying to make a living, because everything government does yeah. spends money. Yeah. And the tax, where does the tax go? It's the biggest tax is is the inflation tax because it's so uh, destructive to society. So there there is shifting back and forth, but our president's on top of this. You know, yeah. I think he's reading a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> he he doesn't uh, spontaneously give a speech very well yet, mm -hmm. except the media loves it because that's that's where they find hints of what's really in, on his mind and yeah. find uh, things things are rather bad. So uh, they're shifting they're shifting back and forth now. The, Biden says, you know, this this stuff is bad. Uh, you know, the, the virus is back again, and we can't ignore it. And the drug companies tell us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need a little boost on the bottom line. So, uh, you know, I, I, um, I remember I was influenced a lot, you know, with the polio vaccine. Yeah. You know, you never heard of people taking a booster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let alone five. <laughs> but now this has to be a mistake. It says uh, another one. FDA expects to authorize sixth RNA dose in the fall. Yeah. Uh, 
couldn't be true. Couldn't be true. But uh, I'll keep my eyes here and open to see if we can verify this. But when you think about it, yes, anything's possible with these clowns. Yeah. You know, th this is what they do for a living. And the weird thing is how many people are so gullible. But they're, they're not gullible by nature, but they are terrorized easily by nature. They're, they're made to be scared. So they always have to. So they might have to work a little bit harder, uh, you, you know, to talk everybody into getting their sixth shot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some haven't even gotten their second or third. Oh, but this whole idea, people. which is a real challenge, uh, you know, to the, uh, uh, to the whole system of, uh, of credibility of, of the, of the go government. So uh, Biden, Biden is our leader, yeah. and uh, sometimes he doesn't lead us in the right direction. <laughs> so Even he had to be an example, and uh, that's one thing I can guarantee you. If, if some fluke had happened and I had been the president, <laughs> I would never have stood in front of the nation and say, well, I don't really want to do this, but I need to shot. Here, yeah. go ahead, do the hit. This will teach everybody a good lesson. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be my political training, but my medical training would say, don't, don't, do don't, don't be such a bragger and say, this is, I'm going to save the world by taking number six. Yeah. So anyway, he did it. And uh, the best part of that whole thing is he looked at it and he said, what am I doing this in front of the whole nation? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, we have some videos of that. And that's why we wanted to say this is a, this feels like a pivot back because all of a sudden there was a big high profile event with Biden yesterday where he made a big announcement. He took a shot on the fake stage. Um, and we can actually watch these two clips and listen to what he said. Um, that first one, I think, is uh, 20 seconds of that first clip. Here we go. The launch of COVID.gov. COVID.gov. Excuse me, a one stop shop where anyone in America can find what they need to navigate the virus. Free vaccines and boosters, free at home tests, high quality masks, and uh, for the latest information. COVID.gov, the government's gonna get all your COVID needs taken care of. So you'd be thinking, well, there must be a, a spike in COVID and all of a sudden a new website, this is after more than two years and uh, show that first picture now. So I went and had a look at what's going on with COVID. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> we had that big Omicron spike, which thankfully didn't result in a spike in deaths, and it's gone. So why at the very end of the end game, are they rolling out a new website to give you free masks and free shots and free popcorn or whatever? It's, it's pretty funny. But then as you alluded to, Dr. Paul, in that same uh, high profile clip, here comes Biden setting an example. Let's play that second video. I think we want 23 seconds of the second video of Biden up there on a fake White House set. If we can get that, the second one rolling. I'm gonna get my second booster shot. I'm not sure why I'm doing it on stage. I don't even know why I'm doing this on stage. <laughs> right. But you know, uh, he undermines 
which is not unusual, he undermines the very thing he said because he's getting this booster shot because we, we're professionals, we're the most modern, and we have all this technique and uh, available, and we have the masks for you in case the boosters don't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they work on it, job. and then you put up the sign and show it, it doesn't work, yeah. but they still have <clears throat> to prepare for it. And uh, I, I guess. Um, I guess they know, think they know what they're doing, but I have no idea what goes through people's minds like this, you know, other than dollar signs uh, for yeah. a certain group that are totally unethical. And what I didn't do, and I wish I had done actually, is found a chart of how many people are getting these fourth and fifth shots. But my guess is that the uptake for this is very low. I mean, you have people that are at the, um, they're the true believers, the dead enders, and they probably are lining up. My guess is that the people who got the first two a lot of those people are feeling a lot of regret, especially when they're looking at a lot of these um, side effects, negative side effects. But our friend Jordan Schachtel, uh, who's been so good this whole time covering COVID, he has a piece that you mentioned here. Another one, FDA expects to authorize a sixth MR, MNR, mRNA dose. Let's put that up. This is the article that he refers to. Um, <clears throat> after FDA greenlights a second COVID booster, official says, Another could come in the fall. Uh, another booster in the fall. And in his article, if we go to the next, here's it. Here's something from the article, which I think is, he makes a very important point, Jordan Shackle does. He said the current mRNA shot was designed by both Pfizer and Moderna to target the ostensibly original Wuhan strain of 2019. This strain no longer exists in circulation. And according to gene sequencing, it has not been the dominant strain for about two years. The 2019 shot has never been updated, despite claims of an update being as easy as a computer-generated copy-and-paste procedure. Pfizer and Madonna both claimed that they were working on an Omicron vaccine, projecting it would be ready in March of 2022, but they seem to have scrapped the plan for reasons unknown to the public. I think that's a critical paragraph, Dr. Paul. Absolutely. And I think uh, your chart is very dramatic, too. They, they, they have a problem that they can't find. Yeah. And I keep thinking about how excited I was, maybe prematurely, but I, it might have been a year ago when the, at the football stadium. Yeah. When 100,000 oh, people yeah. showed up and nobody had masks on, yeah. in the, at the peak, everybody was still hysterical Omicron, about this yeah. whole thing. And all of a sudden, so that to me was a sign of uh, the kind of democracy I like. The yeah. people spoke. They voted. And they did that. So, but they still, that doesn't slow them down. They, 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 have, they have no shame whatsoever that they can come back with all the innuendos and terrifying statements and all the expense to the tune of millions, billions, trillions of dollars they've yeah. spent on this, and it, they don't worry about it because of the economics behind it. Because you can't ignore hot wars like what's going on and has gone on in, in our history, especially in the last, since this century started. And, uh, and, and also the amount, it, it was unbelievable. If, if any, I bet nobody really predicted when this thing first broke through that we would be spending 
trillions of dollars. Most people would say, you know, they might be stupid enough to spend billions on yeah. this thing. But trillions of dollars, and even at this late stage, they don't stop. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 there's a bit of ignorance there, but there's a bit of, uh, of, of lack of uh, lack of common sense and a lack of, uh, you, you know, any sense of guilt when they make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, you know, when people argue, you guys that want people to make up their own mind, you mean they just get to talk to their doctor and make a mistake? What if, what, uh, what if they do make a mistake? Uh, which is the way medicine has been working. Medicine is not perfect. Yeah. But what happens when a Fauci makes a mistake? Yeah, nothing. And what <laughs> happens when the uh, uh, Fauci makes some mistakes and he does it in collusion with people who, the bigger the mistake, the bigger the profits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember back when they were doing the stimulus checks. I remember it was Thomas Massey, Representative Massey, who said he did the calculations. I don't have them in front of me, but how this is going to cost orders of magnitude, multiple times the amount that you're getting, you're going to be paying back. And when we're seeing that now at the store with the prices, with inflation through the roof, yeah, you got a thousand dollar check, you're going to be paying back five or six thousand in inflation. See, he had accurate uh, projections and uh, uh, a few of us were paying attention, yeah. but no, he's, he has been really good because he works from a basic set of principles that if you do A, B usually occurs, even though you have to factor in human action. Yeah. And, uh, and you can come up with some pretty good answers. It does make you wonder why they want us to now focus on something other than the Ukraine situation. Um, maybe it's because all of the sanctions have not really hurt like they were supposed to. In fact, they seem to be hurting the U.S. and Europe uh, with President Putin saying, now you've got to pay in rubles, and the rest of, the, of Europe saying, no, we don't want to do that. Okay, then you don't get, no, you don't get any gas. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> neat. I wish this was done under the circumstances of less violence, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, and somebody playing these games. But uh, even the pseudo-violence, which is really violence, and that is if there's not a hot war going on, then there's these, uh, these authoritarians in the IMF and the World Bank and NATO throwing their weight around and punishing people and people getting upset and, uh, and, and then pretending that there is an almighty dollar and the dollar is needed and there's petrodollars. If you don't use petrodollars, you're not going to get your oil. And to think that somebody in a country as big as Russia actually challenging that, pay us in rubles, which they have every right in the world to do. Sometimes I question the use of violence, but I love it when he says, use the rubles, rubles, we're not going to sell you your, yeah. we're not going to sell you the oil. So uh, they, they, uh, uh, they, they, that fight is going on, but the, I think today the markets were a little, uh, you know, reactive to this because he said that, uh, uh, that if you don't pay for it, you're not, we're not sending you any oil. Yeah. No credit. No credit from <laughs> us. Why, why give them credit now if they, uh, the, way, the way they treat uh, people who, uh, you know, don't do exactly as they say. You know, this is international canceling. And yeah. uh, same thing happens. They think, oh, that works with these big companies and big co countries. Why don't we use this in social things? We'll teach people how to be obedient and conformist and teach them how never to challenge what the government says. And uh, we're at that point now, except what we're trying to do is awaken more people every yeah. day. Hopefully we do uh, some every day. And I hope everybody who says, hey, you know, this, this stuff about freedom, that makes sense. Yeah. I think I'll spread our message. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about this before the show, but as you were talking, I was remembering, <laughs> I read this article this morning from Mike Shedlock. You probably read it too on Zero Hedge. 
and the title is the ruble regains 100% of its losses after Russia invaded Ukraine. Now it took a big 35% hit when all these sanctions and things were introduced, but now it's rebounded to the pre-war levels. And uh, Shedlock explains why in the article. I recommend, recommend that people read it. But if you were going to put it in three words, the whole article, sanctions don't work. Right. And that's, and he makes, he goes point by point and makes a point of why they don't work and how they don't work, certainly as, as intended. So that's a good, a good article to read, I think. But the second uh, topic that we want to talk about is Putin's price hike. Biden is doing something about it, Dr. Paul. Gas is going to be almost free tomorrow. Let's put up that next clip and you'll see why. This is from Zero Hedge. Biden administration unveils response to Putin's price hike at the pump. Goldman and Trafigura unimpressed. What are they going to do, Dr. Paul? They're going to release a million barrels a day from the strategic petroleum reserves every day up until the eve of the <laughs> midterm elections. A million new barrels. But psychologically, for a while, that seems to have an impact because the markets immediately react, oh, there's going to be a lot of people in there. I don't believe it, but there's a lot of dumb people who are going to think this is going to really lower the price of oil long term. Some people even know that uh, that is incidental to what's the Fed's doing, yeah. how much money are going to pretend, because there's still articles out right now that they're looking at QE5. <laughs> that they're, they're going to print even faster. So, no, a million barrels sounds like a lot to me. Uh, should should have an effect. Yes, if, uh, if it was all going to one country and things were more normal. But uh, there, there have been some experts in the market. They're mainly, uh, you know, oil uh, entrepreneurs, you know, producing and selling and, and in the commodity market. They say this is a drop in the bucket. I mean, it sounds like a lot to me, but yeah. it's still, they say it's a drop in the bucket. It will not have any effect. What it will do is uh, eliminate the one little justification that could be used, uh, you know, for a country to have some strategic reserve. Basically, I shy away from that, that we have to prepare for every world war for the next 20 years and store up everything that we need. Uh -huh. That markets generally will work if you allow them to. But uh, they, uh, they said that uh, uh, the, the markets, uh, you, know, you know, dismiss this Im immediately and uh, it will e eliminate uh, the, the, the oil prices will, will go back up again. They, but what they don't emphasize is that uh, even if you had a little bit, it would be temporary because it's going to be in the money supply. But uh, the uh, people who, who look at this say, don't get over, overconfident because the one thing, the one excuse that psychologically I endorse, although I didn't vote for the strategic reserve, mm -hmm. although it's in our backyard, we're only about five miles from one of those <laughs> we reserves. Get some of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so uh, but the one thing is, is, you know, if push comes to shove and things get so weird and uh, somebody blows up all our oil production here, uh -huh. freedom <laughs> would solve all the problems. But if something happened, you know, having a couple barrels of oil 
for for military emergency for defending the country, you know maybe we'll give it a, a little bit of an edge. But that uh, that that whole thing is now eliminated. They take it and they're spending it to manipulate prices. They're in a price control business yeah. for political reasons. For political it, reasons. It, it's not even thinking that it's going to produce you you know uh, get rid of the inflation. So that that's that's not going to happen. You know, and on this uh, reserve currency and what uh, Russia is, is doing, you know, they <clears throat> they uh, they want the ruble to be used, and they talk about getting together with China and using gold and, and commodities. But uh, and they have, you know, they're big countries. They have a lot of natural resources. They're motivated right now to do something. It's not. It would not be easy for them. But there are countries that have a lot of commodities, and you could say, well, can't they sort of have their commodities backing up their currency? In a way, that that can be said. But it still boils down. You know, people they uh, they are trying to fix uh, the uh, uh, rubles. To a certain amount of a weight of gold, mm-hmm. which is good, but the bottom line always is: what are the printers doing? Are, are they printing money? And that that's, won't work. People will ask me, "Well, what, where would you set the price of gold?" Well, it's best not to set it. Let the market do this. But this say uh, the reason is is this a you know it's bumped around two thousand dollars an hour. Uh-huh. Let's say well a little leeway. Let's say that. Uh, we're going to guarantee the dollar at two thousand dollars an ounce. You think, wow, that, that's a pretty good deal. That, and for a few days, it might seem to be helping, but it but it doesn't help. It doesn't count because if gold <clears throat> and the money supply can be increased the way they do, if they don't address the subject of spending and printing money, you know these these fixings won't, won't help. But that doesn't mean that what Russia is doing is is useless mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, if they stick to their guns and on certain cases say, look, we're not going to sell you your oil unless you uh, pay in rubles. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, I'm going to I'm going to close out if you think we're done. Okay. And I'm going to close out with a little surprise clip for you, Dr. Paul. I know you haven't seen this guy in a while and I know you've been missing him. So let's put on that bonus clip uh, if we can cue that up. I know it's going to take a second to cue that up. But it's going to be very exciting for you and for our viewers. We get that. Uh, hopefully, that bonus clip is over there. I'm pretty sure I sent it over. I hear clicking back there. So here we go. Look who's back. Speaking of COVID, back. Let's listen to what he has to say. We'll watch. I'm the interested whole clip. in your reluctance to use the word lockdown. Do you think two years on that they were worth it, or were they too severe? You know, I don't think we're ever going to be able to determine what the right balance is. I think the restrictions, if you want to use that word, which I tend to shy away from lockdown, there's certainly prevented a lot of infections, prevented a lot of hospitalizations and prevented a lot of deaths. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, when you do have that kind of restriction on society, there are unintended negative consequences, particularly in children who are not allowed to go to school, in the psychological and mental health aspects it has on children, in the economic stress that it puts on society in general, on individual families. Obviously, those are negative consequences that are unintended. Okay, I think there were two big takeaways from that, Dr. Paul. Number one, Fauci admitting, I don't think we're ever gonna be able to determine whether the lockdowns were worth it. And the second one, and other people have commented on this, this is the first time Fauci has ever talked about 
the unintended consequences, i.e., the harms that were done by law. Yeah, and and I thought he could could be more explicit yeah. about it because he doesn't talk about the real measurement because he's talking about how many uh, hospitalizations his he's presented, how many lives they have saved, but. The unattended consequences, he's talking about social kids and that sort of thing. But what about the numbers not yet calculated uh, that are complications from booster shots? Yeah, it yeah. seems like uh, uh, there's probably more when uh, they get a booster shot than from the initial shot. But somebody, it's so hard to get the actual facts and figures, but uh, that would be my suspicion. But the whole thing is, is is uh, yes, that's good that he's moving in the direction. Uh -huh. that we can't deny the fact that uh, doing the, what we did to the kids uh, is not a significant event because they, they keep thinking of thank goodness uh, for the uh, for the parents. Yeah, yeah. You know, going and and confronting the uh, PTA and all. But uh, you know, there was a report out this week once again that uh, comes to mind on this is is uh, is how uh, the, the collusion with the school unions participated with the CDC. Yeah, that that is criminal. It's it should be illegal, immoral, unconstitutional, and stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> well, I'm all done. I just want to give you that surprise clip. So <laughs> well, I'll, thanks a lot. <laughs> I'll turn it back to you. All sure. right, very good. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in once again uh, to the Liberty Report. Uh, we are pleased the way things are going, uh, although there's a lot of jobs out there. So we feel like we will be busy and we will stay busy. Uh, and the one thing that I've always tried to emphasize, whether I'm on the road speaking or in a campaign or whatever, is that uh, when you're dealing with these serious subjects, and these are serious, uh, that pe people should uh, try to make sure that it's done with individuals that share views uh, and that there's a little bit of enjoyment with it, which sometimes would be very difficult because there's so many tragedies. But I think that I have found uh, a, uh, an association with people who have, are like-minded when they get together and we have conferences and all. It seems that they really develop friendships and they get along and have a good time. So that, that to me is important, but that should not distract. It just means that it's a tool you use uh, in order to present the case for liberty because if it's all dire and it's all, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're going to suffer this. You'll have to do it by yourself. Nobody will help you. And uh, and yet the government does have a tremendous responsibility to protecting the conditions under which we live. And that is their goal should be making sure there's no interference with the personal liberties of each individual, which means that's a different society. So the government's role is there in a way. Uh, some people call that negative. Yes, it's negative. Thou shalt not interfere with the lives of others. Thou shalt not interfere with voluntary transactions, social or economic. The world would be better off if we could follow those very simple, clear rules. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.